of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupong. Be blessed as you listen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you for this gathering. Because it's unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus. For your word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in their midst. Holy Spirit, we ask that you shall take absolute control. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord. And may I speak as you grant me utterance. By virtue of the fact that I'm a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God, I take authority in the realm of the spirit. And I declare a supernatural injunction on any activity of the enemy in this place. Declare this place in the hearts and the minds of the people of God. Sanctify and made ready for them to have an encounter with their father this morning. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Shall we put our hands together for the Lord? You may take your seats. Hallelujah. If there's any day that I need spiritual responses, it's today when there's no electricity. So, hallelujah! That's right. You you sound like people who are ready for the word. Amen. Yeah. Electricity or no electricity, we shall preach the word. Hallelujah. I mean, some of us, we started preaching on facts. There was no microphone there, we still preach. Amen. So today the word of God is going to come. Yesterday night at the prayer meeting, those who were there, I told them something. That the message I'm going to preach today is very key to our year of possibilities. Hallelujah. And the Lord has given me an insight. It's not any religious sermon or anything. It's just how key it is to our theme for the year. Hallelujah. Yes. And the Lord has given me an instruction, a specific instruction. After the sermon, starting from tomorrow, during the evening prayer gatherings, there is a certain exercise I'm going to take you through. Hallelujah. Five consecutive days. And after you have gone through those five things, you'll be ready for the year of Hallelujah. So tomorrow night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night and Friday night, we'll be doing certain things. Amen. Amen. Yes. So I've asked them to put me on earlier than usual for the night, the evening prayer gathering. Hallelujah. Amen. So you wonder what what is this seminar that this man told us about yesterday, and we are wondering what is he coming to talk about? Hallelujah. Amen. When it comes to talking about the impossible becoming possible. If we talk about the impossible becoming possible, one of the key things that can cause that to happen is the anointing. Somebody say anointing. Anointing. Today, I'm going to change, by the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to change your perception of what the anointing is. Hallelujah. Some of you, when you hear anointing, you just take yourself out. Hey, it's for those who are casting out devil. It's for those who are preaching the word. It's for those who are prophesying. It's for those who are laying hands on the sick. But the anointing is way more than that. Hallelujah. And every believer needs the anointing. Every believer has an anointing. And every believer must walk in the anointing. Hallelujah. 
So when I finish preaching today, the, the title of my sermon is Five Dimensions of the Anointing. After today, when they say somebody is anointed, you must understand it differently from the way you've understood it until now. Hallelujah. Amen. Five dimensions of the anointing. And that is why we are going to have five spiritual exercises. So starting from tomorrow, we will start all the various having I'm, I'm going to lay hands on you, anoint you. All the five different dimensions of anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. And when you have gathered all the five, you are ready for the year of possibilities. Amen. This one is a direct divine instruction from God. So, I mean, if, if you don't believe it, you can willingly take yourself out. Hallelujah. And the less the number of people, the less hands I have to lay. <laughs> hands I have to lay hands on. So, it will be easier work for me. But I believe you believe in the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm telling them that it's not one of those things that I'll do Monday night. And you say, oh, I, I didn't come on Monday night. So, Tuesday, please give me the Monday one. It is there. No, you know, it's there, there, there. Once you, you, you miss it, you've missed it. Hallelujah. Amen. Five dimensions of the anointing. As I said, most of the time, when we, when we talk about the anointing, our mind is on preaching. Our mind is on prophesying. Our mind is on casting out devils. Our mind is on laying hands on the sick. It is one dimension of the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. We've read situations in the Bible when the Spirit of God came upon people and we didn't see them prophesy. We didn't see them seeing visions. We didn't see them laying hands on the sick or even raising the dead. Hallelujah. But they did other things as a result of the anointing of the Holy Spirit that came upon them. The Bible talks about a man called Bezalel. Everybody say Bezalel. And Bezalel's anointing was an anointing for creativity. He had a special grace upon him to be creative. So that the instructions that God gave Moses for the things that were supposed to be built or the things that were supposed to be created for the tabernacle, whenever Moses described what God said, he had the ability to craft those things and to bring those visions into being. Bezalel. There was a time the Bible says the Spirit of God came upon Elijah. And that particular moment, Elijah did not prophesy. Elijah did not call down fire. But he had some divine acceleration. The Bible says the Spirit of God came upon him and he ran ahead of the king's chariot. Hallelujah. Amen. So that sometimes even running, you, can, you, you may need an anointing to run. Ah. If you carry a strong anointing, you may break the same bowls, 9.58, meter record. Hallelujah. That, that, that race alone has turned him into a millionaire. Puma and all kinds of endorsement deals. If you see his fleet of cars, just because he could run faster than anyone else. Hallelujah. If you look at the speed a chariot runs on the average and compare it to a human being, if Elijah, by the Spirit of God, was able to overtake a chariot, it means if Elijah were to be racing with Usain Bolt on that night that he broke the record, Elijah will start with him, he'll finish, come back, Three times and still win the race. We'll start at the same time. I'll read the finish. I'll come back three times. And Elijah would have still won it. By the Spirit of God. Somebody say by the Spirit of God. Esther needed an anointing of favor. Hallelujah. 
He needed an anointing of favor. I'm just trying to show you that there are a lot of faces of the anointing. So I want to preach on five dimensions. And these five dimensions are not necessarily levels. They are not necessarily levels, but different faces of the anointing. That's why I call them dimensions. When you talk about dimensions, we are talking about length, we are talking about breadth, we are talking about height. Hallelujah. So I'm talking about five different faces. Five different ways in which the anointing can express itself. And I pray that this year you experience each and every one of those five in your life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, what is the first one? The first one, as I said, they are not necessarily levels. But they are different faces, different aspects of the anointing. Now, today we are going to go to Hebrew class. Hallelujah. We are going to learn some Hebrew words. That's why it's meaning me that... uh, there's no electricity for us to project the words for you to see. But the first kind of anointing is found in First Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. So that means somebody will have to be reading for me. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. And this is talking about David. This is talking about David. This is talking about David. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forth. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Hallelujah. It says Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brethren. That word anointed there. Is the Hebrew word mashak. Everybody say mashak. mashak. Say mashak. mashak. So that is the first dimension of the anointing. So the word he anointed him there. When the Bible was talking about David was the word mashak. Now if you want to sound like a Hebrew person. You would have to bring a W between the A and the S. So the Hebrews will say mashak. Alright, Maushak. And it is from that same word that we have the Hebrew word for Messiah, which is, which is Mashiach. So they add an I somewhere and it becomes Mashiach. That's why we say Yeshua HaMashiach. The Ha is like there. Alright, so Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus the Messiah. Hallelujah. And what is this Mashak anointing? In fact, Mashak in Hebrew means to rob. Somebody say to rob. It also means to mark. Say to mark. It also means to paint. Say to paint. And it also means to consecrate. Say to consecrate. So basically what the mashak anointing does is to mark you. It paints you. It just sets you out. Such that everybody sees that no, this person you have something. Hallelujah. So on that day, when the Mashak anointing came upon David, the guy became different. Hallelujah. Among his brethren, he became different. When people were seeing challenges in Goliath, he saw an opportunity. The Mashak. It just sets you up. It just marks you. You see some people are like, no, this person is just different. There is just something different about him. And the Mashak can manifest in the form of gifts. And when I talk about giftings, I'm not necessarily talking about spiritual giftings. It could be spiritual, it could be even an ability to sing, 
It could be an ability to write. It could be an ability to communicate well or to counsel people. But one of the manifestations of the mashad is that aside you being marked and aside you being painted and aside you being set apart, there are also giftings and abilities that come with it. Hallelujah. So when you see Amufa sitting behind the organ playing, it is the mashad. It was that anointing that was upon David that made somebody recommend him to Saul that there is a certain boy in the house of Jesse. He can play skillfully. And his skill wasn't just natural skill because there was a power and an anointing following it such that an evil spirit that was tormenting Saul when he played by virtue of the Masha, that evil spirit was rooted out. Hallelujah. So when somebody comes to stand and is leading worship, it is a mashak. When the technical people are tuning the things, these things begin in hundred years, I may not be able to do it. I sit down and I watch them. Sometimes when I'm giving instructions, give me more bass. I don't know how the bass is done, but they are able to produce it. It is the mashak. Hallelujah. The mashak marks you out. It's like as for you, this one there, you have the ability to do it. Hallelujah. And because the mashak is a marking out, it makes you recognizable. People are able to recognize you. They are able to see that. No. You when you hold the microphone, you can sing better than the pastor does. So it is a mashak that you have. He too, his mashak is different. Hallelujah. Amen. At the workplace, people just realize that, I mean, you, you have the ability to understand things quickly. You can, you can be cool under very difficult circumstances. It is a form of the mashak. Something that marks you out. Something that sets you out. And because it is a marking, it is a rubbing, it is a painting that is put on you, you become prominent both to good eyes and to bad eyes as well. Hallelujah. Sometimes the mashak can attract wrong people into your life. Sometimes because of the way you can sing, it attracts some members of the opposite sex that are not even supposed to be in your life, into your life. Hallelujah. They say because of the anointing, because of the ointment, virgins love thee. Hallelujah. The mashak is working. It just marks you out. It just separates you. But the mashak doesn't necessarily come with greatness yet. When David was giving the mashak anointing, he didn't sit on the throne immediately. Although the, the, the power came upon him, the, the skill came upon him, the, the anointing came upon him, he went and led sheep. And the mashak was manifesting itself on the quiet. So he said, a lion came, a bear came, I smote them, I delivered them, I delivered the lambs. It doesn't necessarily come with prominence yet. But the ability is there. The gift is there. That is why last week, or the last two weeks, I preached on the power of preparation. The ability may be there. The gift may be there. But God will place you in the quiver for a while. David's first anointing sent him to the back of the desert to go and lead sheep. The second anointing made him head over Judah. And the third anointing was what made him king over the entire nation of Israel. So it's a preparatory kind of thing. Hallelujah. And the mashak must be sharpened. Everybody say sharpened. So if you just stay there, oh, I'm gifted, I, I am mashaked. 
I have the gift, I have the anointing, I, I am marked out, and you'll be there. You'll not work on it. You will not sharpen it. It will remain at the same level all the time. Hallelujah. So if you are singer with Mashak, you must continue to do voice training. You must continue to listen to people who are ahead of you. You must continue to pray and fast. Singing is not just about opening your mouth and bringing on nice things. The power of God must back it. Hallelujah. And so fasting and prayer must be part of your ministry. I keep telling you people that the most important part of any service to God is not the preaching that I'm doing. Because my preaching will not teach him, will not teach him anything. He knows all things already. My preaching will not change anything in his life. He is omnipotent. He is omniscient. He is omnipresent. Everything he wants, he has. My preaching doesn't... God doesn't sin. So if I come and say, don't fornicate. God will not say, you are speaking to me. Preach to me. You are dialing my number. What I'm doing now doesn't do anything to him. Hallelujah. But when we lift up our voices to sing, when the instrumentalists are playing, you can just imagine God getting up out of his chair. Say, you are blessing me. Bless my soul. You, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are speaking something into my life. You are, you are lifting my ego. I, I am enjoying this one. Hallelujah. Say the mashak. So that is one dimension of the anointing. It marks you out. And it marks you out and makes you visible to both good eyes and bad eyes. That is why you cannot walk in just the mashak. That is why it is five dimensions. And you must walk in all of them. Hallelujah. So what is the second level or the second dimension? What is the second dimension of the anointing? You find that one in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 40. Okay, Pastor Alpha, you read Deuteronomy 28, 40. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 40. Thou shalt have olive trees throughout all thy coast, but thou shalt not anoint thyself with oil, for thine olive shall cast his fruit. Hallelujah. The word anoint in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 40 is the word suk. Everybody say suk. Say suk. They spell S-U-K. But sometimes they also spell it S-O-O-K. Suk. Alright. And what is the meaning of the word suk? While the mashak is just a painting, a marking. So, you see, what we do when we are anointing is a form of mashak. It's like, it's just your forehead. We just mark it with it. But the suk is different in the sense that with the suk, it involves smearing all over from head to toe so that the oil they are talking about now has become something like a pomade that you smear upon yourself from head to toe so it's not like you are just marking yourself with it you are smearing yourself from head to toe with it and what is the essence of the souk when you put on pomade and you walk past somebody Basically, what, 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 what has happened is that you have, it's like the, the, the smell of the pomade is on you. We can smell the pomade on you. If it is perfumed, if it, if it has got a, 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 a strong, nice smell. There are some people, they have some hand creams when they shake your hand. It will smell on your hands nicely for days. You wash, wash, and it doesn't go. When we talk about the soup, we are talking about a smearing. Hallelujah. Smeared from head to toe. Now what is the essence of this kind of anointing? The essence of the souk is that when you are anointed with souk, 
you take on just like how with the pomade you take on the smell of the pomade with the souk you take on the characteristics of the holy spirit you walk in the fruit of the spirit you are able to overcome the weaknesses of the flesh hallelujah so there are people who have the mashak they are highly gifted they can do a lot of things but they are struggling with the flesh they are struggling with holiness they are struggling with character problems they are struggling with temper that is why you can't just walk in the mashak you need the souk as well hallelujah anointing without character is very dangerous and unfortunately a lot of the anointings we are seeing now is anointing that has no character attached to it the gift alone the show of the gift alone is is enough for them they don't they feel they don't need to be holy they don't need to walk in purity they don't need to walk in the fruits of the spirit but if your anointing is really complete the mashak must be there and the souk must also be there hallelujah there are a lot of people who are gifted but they don't have patience you see preachers like that they don't have patience every time they are blasting somebody on the pulpit like every time blasting there once in a while is okay but every day blasting somebody angry like impatient such a person needs a smearing of the souk upon their life hallelujah so you are there you have a gift you have an ability you are good at something but you get angry easily at home the aroma of christ is not around you you know that some people they are very difficult to live with it's not soothing at all being around them when they come home everybody is sad it's like you are coming to spoil the atmosphere because you are always carrying some negativity around you always moody always unhappy always complaining about something always seeing negatives in things and in people you need the souk hallelujah you see haven't you seen people who just have this sweet spirit you just love to be around them when you have a problem even though they may not be able to give you counsel just being around them is like they exude something there's something that just comes from them that gives you a calming effect that is the souk there are some other people when there's a problem you don't even want to go near them because they'll even make it with hey what are we going to do you that the person is looking up to for some strength and for some comfort and for some encouragement you rather put your hand on your head what are we going to do negativity but when you have the souk you just exude this calmness you just exude this 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 confidence it's not arrogance though, but it's this confidence i'm sure you've seen people like that they just have this this calmness and this sweetness around them it is the aroma of the holy spirit they they have been smeared from head to toe with the souk may the lord smear you from the head to the, to the crown of your head to the sole of your feet with the souk anointing may you be soaked in the souk anointing When you have gifts and you don't have character, your ministry is like a Christmas tree ministry. You see the Christmas tree? You will find a lot of gifts on the Christmas tree. Have you ever seen a fruit on a Christmas tree before? No fruit. Gifts 
no fruit. So you are anointed, but after you have preached, you go and hide in some corner with some lady. One man of God said, hey he has accepted. That is his cross. Cross of fornication. May the Lord have mercy. Cross of adultery. He said, He has accepted. That is his cross that he is going to carry. And when you are trying to advise them, he said, Well, they've tried. So right now, they've just decided to submit themselves under the grace of God. The grace of God that has appeared unto all men that is teaching us to be righteous. I've submitted myself. When you don't have the suit, you find all sorts of excuses. It's the ladies that have been worrying me. Meanwhile, it's not like you are fine. I do. <laughs> fine boys have come to pass. The ladies worried them. But they still manage to keep themselves. Joseph, Mrs. Potiphar, herself, stood in front of him. Hey, look at me from head to toe. Hey, Joseph, look, look, look. I said, look, when I was trying to tell you, I said, look at me. Can't you see me? He still managed to flee. You think Jesus, women didn't worry him? When they said he was tempted in every way. Every way means every way. Every means every. Yes, the Bible will not record all of it to us. He's given us examples in Joseph, who is even a type of Jesus anyway. He doesn't have to record everything that happened to Jesus. But once they say he was tempted in every way, it means he was tempted in every way. I pray that God will smear your life with shook. Such that the, the things that you are struggling with, look, it is possible to overcome them. Don't get too comfortable with these things. It is possible. Some of you have given up. It's like, okay, as for this thing, I can't. But today, by revelation, may, may, may the soup and anointing come upon you. And may it be wrapped on you from head to toe. Anointing with character. So one dimension is the mashak. Another dimension is the soup. And the third dimension is found in Psalm 92 verse 10 which is what I use a lot in my benedictions Psalm 92 verse 10 Psalm 92 verse 10 it said but my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of the unicorn I shall be anointed with fresh oil I'll take it again he said, but my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of an unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Hallelujah. The word anointed here is the word balal. Everybody say balal. So there's the mashak, there is the suk, and there is the balal. Hallelujah. And what is this balal anointing? The effect of the balal is seen. Let's go to verse 11. He said, My eye also shall see my desire on my enemies, and my ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. Hallelujah. This is the anointing to confront strongholds, the anointing to confront principalities and powers 
the anointing to deal with the things that come against you. Hallelujah. The Balal anointing. Some of you, where you are coming from, even if you don't have the Mashak, ask for the Balal, you need it. Hallelujah. Said, my eyes, I see my desire over my enemies. Enemies are things and people who are not looking for, out for your good. When you walk in the Balal anointing, that is when you can say, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up in judgment against me, against you, you shall condemn. That is the Balal anointing. It's with the Balal anointing that we cast out devils. We bind principalities and powers. The Bible says, whatever you shall bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you shall lose on earth is bound, is, is, lo- is loosed in heaven. It's with the Balal anointing that we even heal certain sicknesses. There are certain sicknesses that are demonic in origin. There was somebody who had the deaf and dumb spirit in the Bible. Jesus didn't just lay hands on him and said, be healed. The Bible said he cast out the, the spirit. There are some diseases that are just spiritual. And you need the Balal anointing. Hallelujah. You look at the Bible, there were a lot of men of God who carried this Balal anointing. It's like you rise up against them and you, it's like you've, you've, you've risen up against God. You rise up against them. If you read Joshua chapter 1 verse 5, God told Joshua, He said, And there shall no man be able to stand before thee. No man shall be able to stand before thee. He said, Wherever your foot shall step, I shall give it unto you in victory. It's a Balal kind of anointing. Elijah was there. So they sent some people to come and arrest him. They made a mistake of calling him man of God. He said, man of God, come down. He said, if I be a man of God, let fire come down and consume thee and thy feet. Immediately human beings became like kebab. That's the Balal anointing. It is the, the anointing to confront opposition. And I pray that after today, may, may the Balal anointing come upon you. Those enemies, whether spiritual or, or physical or human, who don't want your progress, who don't want you to marry, who don't want your finances to be to, to, to be good, may the Balal anointing come upon you. Those demons that want accidents to happen are manipulating and doing things in the spirit, want blood to drink. But by the Balal anointing, may, may, may they be bound and, and may their power be stopped in the name of Jesus. The Balal anointing. It's, it's, it's like when you rise up against such people you are, you are sort of putting your, your hand in God's eye one time an, a, a whole army was coming to catch Elisha I'm wondering why one man they sent a, an entire army we need to go back to those days hallelujah sometimes I, I miss the God of the Bible it, it's as if it's a different Holy Ghost it's, it's as if it's a different anointing that we are walking in one man of God unarmed they sent an entire army and his servant was afraid and he said may God open your eyes to see that them that are for us are more than those that are against us today angelic hosts are following you multitudes of angels are following you wherever you go whatever arrow is thrown against you shall bounce back in the name of Jesus that is the Balal anointing we talk about people like Benson Idahosa. This man will be having a crusade in northern Nigeria. And these extremists and fundamentalists will run and come to the crusade with an attempt in an attempt to disrupt it. And that is when you see Balal anointing at work. 
was a particular time he told them they were with their guns and things firing warning shots he said if you don't know and you step on this platform according to the custom of your religion you will be buried before sunset they joked and a few of them who thought they were radicals came stepped on the platform boom dead another one came boom dead he said are the rest of you coming do you also want to follow nobody advised them to carry their guns and go back that is balao anointing somebody made the mistake of raping one of his, his, his spiritual children one of his church members and they were trying to make it a police case and the person came from some chief's house so they were trying to use their influence to cover the thing so that the person will not be prosecuted and things like that this man stood on his pulpit and placed his hand on the altar he said if my god is alive that house that that chief tansy house let them begin to drop like flies next day somebody was dead boom the following day somebody was dead boom third day somebody was dead boom they sent a delegation to the church to come and beg when they got to the gate he asked them what are you coming to they said we are coming to beg he told them if you want to follow cross the gate and come if you also want to follow cross the gate and come hallelujah he said, my, my eye shall see my desire over my enemies. But you see, we, we don't wish that our enemies will die. Hallelujah. We want them to live and be saved. Hallelujah. We want them to live and see the goodness of God in our lives. Those who say you not prosper financially, may they live to see you become a multi-millionaire. May they live to see you own your car. May they live to see you dedicate your house. Those who say you will not marry, may they live long enough to receive your wedding invitation and may they have money to pick a car and come to the wedding and see the beautiful decorations see your beautiful wife see your handsome husband and may they have eyes to see your husband kiss you at the altar hallelujah they say you marry they don't want you to have children they will attend your adoring They'll come and drink Coca-Cola. Whether they want Coke Zero or proper Coke, we'll give it to them. Hallelujah. They will see you dedicate your house. Beautiful. If they want to continue in evil and in poverty, let them continue doing it. But by virtue of the Balao anointing, may you see your desire over the enemy. And may you see your desire over them that plot wickedness against you. Whether in the realm of the spirit or in the physical realm. When you have the Balal anointing, somebody at work can be plotting to get you into trouble. But they will go and change some figures somewhere and at the end of the day, they themselves will be implicated. And when it comes to sacking, they rather will be sacked. That is the Balal anointing. My horn shall thou exalt like the horn of the unicorn. It is anointing for dealing with confrontations. And so you can have somebody, the person has the mashak, gifted. The person has the suk, alright, walking in holiness, walking in purity, has the characteristics of the Holy Ghost, walking in the fruits of the Spirit. The person has the bala, can cast out devils, can heal the sick, can do a lot of miraculous things, but the person is broke. Say broke. So you have the mashak, you have the suk, you have the but you are broke 
that is when you need the fourth one hallelujah open to psalm 25 23 verse 5 psalm 23 verse 5 psalm 23 verse 5 it says thou prepare this is what we say every day when we are closing so from now you when you say it you understand what you are saying hallelujah it said thou prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies thou anointed my head with oil my cup runneth over the word anointed here is the word dashen dashen may the dashen anointing come upon you dashen simply means to be fat when i talk about being fat i'm not talking about physical obolo hallelujah you are talking about financial obolo hallelujah you are fat you are full you are bound it means to be fertile productive so there are a lot of men of god they have mashak they have suk they have balao they are casting out devils and working miracles but they don't have a peswa it is their choice hallelujah but as for me i will walk in the mashak i will walk in the suk i will walk in the balao and i will walk in the dashen It means to be fat, to abound. That anointing that comes upon you is, is like Obedidon. It just came upon him like this, and suddenly his life changed. I pray for a sudden miraculous change in somebody's financial situation in the name of Jesus. It is an anointing. It can happen. You look at a lot of servants of God or people who have served God faithfully, and they are walking in the Dashen anointing, and people don't understand. People don't understand. They say, oh, he has gone to pass somewhere. You see, Christians, we believe occultic power more than what we carry. He has gone to pass somewhere. Some sacrifice has been made. Some blood has been shed. But the thing is an anointing. It is a grace that can come upon you. You see, when you have the dashing, eh, favor can come. It's like people just come and dash you things like that and, and, and they don't even know why they are dashing you. It is an anointing that is attracting goodness. Eh. When it goes and says, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Goodness will just chase you like that. You don't chase the goodness. That is dashing. You hear that? Oh, somebody has built a house and given to somebody. I pray that that will be your story in the name of Jesus. Somebody has bought a Range Rover and is going to give it to some pastor. We say they are manipulating the minds of the people. It is Dashen at work. Dashen. We didn't have a problem with it in the Bible when a woman, the Shunammite woman, built a chamber for Elisha to stay in. It's a man of God. And you see, the interesting thing about that one was that Second Kings chapter four, verse nine. We, we, we like it when they call a man of God man of God but there's a certain dimension which is linked to the souk that I pray you get to he said and he said unto her husband behold now I perceive that this is a 
holy man of God. That is another level of man of God and then holy man of God. Now there's how many can we even look at and say this is holy man of God. Holy man of God. The next time we saw, he said, now let us build him a chamber. A chamber. Those days somebody builds you a chamber, it's like building a mansion. Let us build him a chamber. So that any time he passes by, you just come and sleep in here. So you are serving God. Then somebody says, any time you come to our country, your plane fare, I've taken it. Your hotel bills, I've taken it. Whatever you eat, I've taken it. That is the Dashen anointing. People just come and dash you things. This week, somebody called me. He said, He said, in the coming week, I am bringing you 500 cubits of yam. Me. What am I going to do with 500 cubits of yam? You see, when you hear such things, you start negotiating down. <laughs> because there's no space. Hallelujah. That's when you know that your cup is running over. <laughs> your cup is running over. 500. So the final figure is 200. And my plan is that when it comes, I don't have space to store it anywhere. So, Blagoji, your storeroom, I'm coming to put it there. If really, really he comes this week, next week Sunday, everybody will take Dashen Yam home. Distribute Dashen. Whether you eat it or I don't know. You can go and plant it. You can decide to do whatever you want to do with it. But I shall distribute it. Hallelujah. They said it's like the, 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 the oil that flows from the head to the beard of Aaron. This time it is 200 uh, tubers of Yam. Next time it may be 2 million dollars. And I'll say. I am in a very good mood. Everybody, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000. Receive the Dashen anointing today. <laughs> Say Dashen. We just can't wrap our minds around it. Look, salvation is an entire package. The Passover lamb was a type of Jesus Christ. That was slain, which eventually caused the redemption of the people of Israel from Egypt. And an instruction was given to them on that night of the Passover. It said, when you kill the lamb, eat everything. Don't leave anything out. So we want the power to cast out devils. We want the power to be holy. We want the marking and the keepings of the spirit. But we also want the prosperity and the abundance and the fertility and the fatness that comes with it. That is the dashing. So if you are a child of God, you are anointed of God, called of God, it is your choice to decide that as for the Dashen, I will not walk in it. But as for us in this church, every time you, you, you say that thing at the end of the service, thou anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. What you are saying is, thou anointed my head with Dashen. And you can't keep confessing this thing every week and every week and the Dashen anointing will not come upon you. Unless the God we are serving is not, is not alive. Unless the Bible is a lie. Thou anointed my head with Dashen. But you see, the interesting thing about the Dashen is that one of the easiest ways of attracting it upon your life is for you to be a giver. It comes upon givers. 
some of you your financial problems are because you are too armstrong you are you are too stiff hand you are too chisel you do too many calculations when somebody comes to ask you money that is when you realize your accountancy skills have come and you are doing debit and credit your release will come when you start dashing things that is when the dashing you want to walk in dashing but you don't know how to dash dash people some money dash people a laptop i want to say hey laptop pastor Tobu. <laughs> take it easy now some of you if somebody steals your one cd it is such a big tragedy you'll be cursing invoking balal anointing But as you walk in the dashen and you abound, you even give a you know when 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 somebody steals two thousand cities from you and you are not even bothered, you don't even feel it. That's when you know you are walking in the dashen and you are soon going to walk in that realm. Somebody takes fifty thousand from your account, say, so oh, I leave him for God. Some of you will start looking. You realize that's for God. He doesn't do his things on so you go to no go go to go to the shrine. And look for white egg and shinab. When they are going to do that kissing, they make themselves naked. They say, they say if you use the brown egg, it won't work. So white egg. And they boil libation and say all kinds of things. Fifty thousand will go, oh, now this one, he should take it. I leave him to my God. Vengeance is mine, say the Lord. And that is it. You don't talk about it again. Dashen anointing. So Elisha walked in Dashen. But you see. As I said, this anointing is for the givers. Elisha was attempting to follow Elijah every time you sack him. Until he went, his cattle, he went and slaughtered everything and distributed to people. And Elijah said, yes, now you are ready. Come and follow me. So this man was a giver at heart. So when somebody is building a chamber for him and, and people are doing good to him, he has been, he has been dashing things. So the dashing was coming upon his life. Paul had Dashen. Read Philippians chapter 4, verse 18. Paul had Dashen. He wasn't some miserable man. This is Paul speaking. You would think he's boasting. He said, But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an order of a sweet smell. A sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing to God. I'm full. I abound. I don't need anything. Whatever I want, I can have it. And out of the abundance of that, let's read the next verse. So, out of the abundance of that, He released a blessing, which I'm also releasing upon you. He said, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It is an overflow. As the father was abounding, he released the blessing upon the children. And today I release the Dashen anointing upon you. May you abound. May you be fed. May you overflow with the blessings of God. May poverty be far away from your home. May poverty be far away from your dwelling. May poverty be far away from your children, your children's children, and your children's children's children. In the name of Jesus, every shock of poverty upon your life, I command it to be broken in the name of Jesus. Every hole that is in your pocket that causes money to come out of your, your system and you don't even 
even know why. Tonight we seal every such hole and we seal every such financial hemorrhage in the name of Jesus. I release the Dashen upon you and if you believe that you are walking in the Dashen, shout the big amen. The Dashen can work and suddenly people will be wondering, ah, what happened to this guy? What happened to him? Suddenly some contract from somewhere. Suddenly you are lending to nations. Suddenly multi-million dollar contracts are falling your way. I told you today I'm making spirit and I'm making sense. You better receive it when I'm saying it. Because as I'm speaking and I'm fasting right now, the anointing level is high. A lot of things have been thrown in the spirit. I say, I see the Dashen anointing upon you. I see a sudden change in your financial situation. I see holes in your pocket being sealed in the name of Jesus. So people don't understand. And they are like, ah, no, this guy has passed somewhere. Back off baby. Some blood has been shed. Some sacrifice has been made. And when you ask me, I'll say, yes, it is true. Some blood has been shed. It was shed 2,000 years ago. It was not shed in a shrine somewhere in Nogobo. But it was on the hills of Calvary and on the hills of Golgotha. If we can believe that somebody can go and sacrifice a goat, somebody can go and sacrifice a sheep, somebody can go and sacrifice an ordinary human being, and it will create money and bring them money, why can't you believe that one sacrifice, not of a goat, not of a chicken, not of a cow, not of a camel, but of a god, of a god, of a God, why can't that produce riches? Why can't you believe? If God's blood can produce riches, you see that thing you felt in your spirit after I just spoke this thing? It's called illumination. And by that illumination that has come to your spirit, you are being ushered into the realm of the Dashen. Everything Satan does is a corruption of what he's seen God do. It's easy for us to believe that when somebody takes money, goes to a shrine, or takes his small cousin, takes to a shrine, spills his or her blood, he can get money. It's easy for us to believe that. But it's difficult for you to believe that when a God has been sacrificed for you, and he has stated declared that I became poor so that you might become what? You see, the opposite one, eh? when the riches come, there are troubles. People begin to die in the family. Some of them, when they go, they'll tell you, don't eat meat. Me, if you give me money and you say you don't eat, ask my wife, I like my meat. And you say, I don't eat meat, then take your money. What should I eat with the, with the money? Don't eat meat. Don't touch this. You can never buy a car. All sorts of things that come. But he said, I, am, I give you the power to make wealth. And he said, added to that, he said, the blessings of God maketh rich and added no sorrow. So there is no death, there are no restrictions. You can go wherever you want to go. You can do whatever you want to do with the money. You can spend it on whoever you want to spend. That 
no sorrow attached to it. No untimely deaths. No strange diseases. They interviewed one Sakawa boy. And he said in exchange for the money, he had this big sore on his back that will never heal. Huge sore. And this sore was smelling such that he has to buy strong perfumes and put like half of a bottle on him every day. Meanwhile, every month he's getting one million dollars. One million dollars. This is a curse that brings sorrow. But when God blesses you, blessings makes us rich and adds no sorrow. It comes with joy. It comes with peace. Especially when you have the heart to give. You solve other people's problems. You look for people's financial situations. This person is a good student. I'll sponsor the person to go to school. This particular lady is in financial difficulty. If I don't help her out, she'll go and sleep with somebody's husband. Let me take that person out of the situation. Sometimes money can do what preaching may not do. Some of the people who are chasing people's husband, you think they've not read that fornication is bad. You think they've not read that chasing somebody's husband brings a curse upon you. But their pocket is empty. So when God blesses you with Dashen, after they have heard the word, then money answers all things. You put money in their pocket, set them up in a business, they will stop the bad thing that they are doing. 98% of the prostitutes on the streets. If you go and preach Christ to them and they repent and you don't find an alternative job for them, they will go back to the streets. They'll go back. So you preach to them but you own a factory or you own factories. I say, and you own factories. You say, come, sister. I think you can be a good receptionist. Come and sit in front, but don't charm the men. <laughs> we need the dashing. We need the dashing. As I said, it's a choice. You can decide that I just want to cast out devils. I want to fight principalities and powers. I want to heal the sick. It is good. But me, I want the mashak. I want the suk. I want the Balal and I want the Mashak. Sorry, the, the Dashen. On top of it. May the Lord usher you into the realm of the Dashen. But then there is a last level, a last phase, dimension of the anointing. The one is found in Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 14. Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 14. He said, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. That's the part I'm interested in. The anointed. Everybody say anointed. This was talking about Lucifer before he fell. So it's a good anointing. Hallelujah. Don't tell me I'm giving you, I'm talking about satanic anointing. This was before he fell. Anointed cherub. And the word anointed there is the word mimshak. 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 And the Mimshak anointing is the anointing for expansion. The anointing to spread. That's the Mimshak anointing. So you have the Mashak. You have the Suk. You have the Balao. You have the Dashen. But you also need the Mimshak to expand so that your influence will expand. 
your influence will grow your tentacles will grow this anointing was not taken from satan he corrupted it that is why people can go to satan and he can cause their businesses to expand that is why illuminati the people who join illuminati the musicians suddenly their music is everywhere expansion spreading satan is walking in a corrupted form of the mimshak anointing there are some people you don't even know what they are singing but they are all over the place me all mentioning but there are some of them i'm tempted to mention their names some of these american guys you listen to them they are singing rubbish but people are hailing them some of them in the stadiums when they are singing and people are crying and collapsing my god there is some corrupted mimshak anointing but thank god we are walking in the uncorrupted form of the mimshak anointing that is why when you start a business it will not remain only in ghana your brand will spread across the borders of the nation that is why when you write a song you see there are people who are walking in the genuine mimshak Nathaniel Vasi just coughs and the song becomes a hit. Sinach just coughs and the song becomes a hit. And for those that are blessed with music here, I pray that that Mimshak anointing shall come upon you. One of these days, God is going to give you a song. He's going to place a song upon your spirit. And after you have recorded it, it will be sung in America. It will be sung in Papua New Guinea. It will be sung in Jamaica. It will be sung in Australia. It will even be sung in Saudi Arabia and Iraq and even Afghanistan. Mimshak. I was telling the pastors that when we have our own place, one of the things we will build in it is a recording studio. It's a recording studio. Because God is going to give people songs. Singles. You don't need to go and pay money somewhere for the song to be recorded. You just have to come. We'll record it for you. Market it for you. And by the Mimshak anointing, it will be a blessing unto many. I don't mean when we get the studio, you just get up every day, I have a song, I have a song. What is the title of the song? David versus Korea. The song will not enter the studio. David versus Korea. You see, when they say we are the salt of the earth, the salt of the earth, don't really look at, look at it in terms of us preaching the word and stuff like that. Have you seen salt that has been put in soup and it just stays in one corner of the soup? It is not possible. So if you are salt, when you start a business, it can't only stay in Kolebu. It can't only stay in Greater Accra. It can't only stay in Ghana. It has to spread across the nation because you are salt. must diffuse and as a ministry we need the Mimshak anointing the, the anointing to expand as subgroups you need Mimshak so that you expand in numbers I can see the choir is growing the Mimshak is working hallelujah the children's ministry is growing the Mimshak is working as a church we are packing more chairs than we used to it is the Mimshak anointing that is working but you see we will not stay in this small room forever hallelujah if we will open our mouths wide enough god will fill it 
when I was going to start this church and I told somebody this is the venue, they were like, oh, go and look for some small place somewhere. We are going to start. You are going to be three or four. This, this, this. I said, you don't know what God has shown me. Don't come and kill my faith. Recently, I told somebody that we have spotted a 3.4 acre property that we want to acquire for the church. I said, oh, why is too big? I said, you don't know what God has shown me. You don't know. 3.4 acres. 3.4 acres, you can even build a 5,000 seater auditorium and have, uh, what do you call it, space for wedding reception. Nice lawn for wedding reception. You understand? In fact, later in this church, we will have a ministry. It's the wedding ministry. Wedding ministry. They will be in charge of decorating things and we will train them. Highest. Nowadays, I think people charge too much for these things have proper photographers if you want to do save the date you come you pose they take their pictures you know edit it nicely for you so that people can marry i'm going to have a wedding and the wedding chairs must be dressed in white and you pay money for it those that are there that they put there you pay money for it we'll have everything in the church you don't have to pay a pesua you just have to see the wedding ministry people that i am ready to get married Larry, everything will be there nicely polished, decorated. And as I told you, as for our church building, it will be so nice that even if you add decorations, you are spoiling it. Rose Royce, have you seen a Rose Royce that has been decorated before? You put that thing on it and you are spoiled it. Hallelujah. Wedding ministry. Wedding ministry. I see some of you working actively in the wedding ministry. We are not going to be only in Kolebu. Hallelujah. Kolebu is a starting ground. This is just the beginning. It's, it's, it's a mobilization ground. Hallelujah. We shall move outside Kolebu. Move outside. It's an Achimota branch. East Legon branch. An airport residential area branch. Kaswa branch. And I'll call you. Hey, Pastor Adum. I'm taking you to airport residential area. Go and fire the place up. Those that have kids there, those that don't like to go to church, by the Mimshak anointing and by the Balal, you break the yokes upon their life. They'll come to church. Hallelujah. I'll say, Mina, I'm taking you to the Kasua branch. Go and win souls there. Go and turn all the young people and the old people into disciples of Christ. Hallelujah. Then I'll come and say, Michael, I'm taking you to Fanchinikok. Places where you are going is Balaam that you need. Balaam went to break down strongholds. And I said, Obey, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles is crying for you. I am sending you for. See, the Francisco didn't receive it too. Los Angeles received it. <laughs> but that is the Mimshak anointing. And I pray that the Lord will anoint you. He will anoint you with the mashak. He will anoint you with the suk. He will anoint you with the balal. He will anoint you with the dashen. And he will anoint you with the mimshak anointing. I want you to stand to your feet right now. I want you to stand to your feet right now. I want you to stand to your feet right now. You want to pray that Lord, give me the complete anointing. I don't want a partial anointing upon my life. I don't want to be casting out devils, but I am broke. 
I, 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 I don't want to be gifted, but I'm not holy. I, I'm still struggling with the flesh. I don't want to be rich, but I'm not expanding. And so, Lord, give me the fivefold, five dimensions of the anointing. The mashak, the suk, the palal, the dashen, and the mimshak. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Can I have some intercessors in this? Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice, quick. Lakoto sedeba hadaba. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. The Lord, I want it all. You said the Passover lamb must be eaten completely, and today I dedicate myself to eat it completely. I will not leave anything out. I will take the mashak. I will take the soup. I will take the balal. I will take the dashan, and I will take the mimshak as well. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray. Begin to break into certain new realms. Break into certain new realms. When you have released, received revelation, it is an impetus for you to break. It is an impetus for you to agonize in the spirit. Something is about to change. Something is about to break forth in your life. Jesus, that is the Mashak anointing. He had been hidden for 
30 years. But in that verse it said, A fame of him spread abroad. Tonight, this morning, God is saying, Somebody is about to break forth. Somebody is about to break out of obscurity. You want to lift up your voice. Every obscurity in your life. Let May you break forth out of obscurity. Now, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. By virtue of the machine. Release and manifestation. 
how you can receive more teachings from the man of God, reach us on 024-873-7250. Stay blessed.